You're listening to the Social Selling Simplified Podcast. Stick around if you too are obsessed with learning things that actually work and believe that success leaves clues. We're all about identifying results-producing roadmaps and getting super clear on how to scale and grow your online business. From part-timer to president, social selling expert Ashley Shaw will help you connect the dots and take the guesswork out of what works to grow a social selling empire. It's time to hear from social selling legends, listen in on truthful conversations, and learn the best tips and tricks to reduce the marketing overwhelm so you can build the social selling business of your dreams. If you're ready to go all in, no holding back, and build the business you've always wanted, you're in the right place. Here's your host, educator, social selling guru, and fitness industry OG, Ashley Shaw. Welcome to Social Selling Simplified. I'm your host, Ashley Shaw, and today I am sitting down with Monique Bryan. Super pumped to chat about all things personal branding. Monique has a BA in fashion design. She's had three startups under her belt, so she obviously knows a ton about entrepreneur life and has developed programming and partnership with companies through Asia and exciting brands like PayPal, Burberry, Tom Shoes, and Shopify. So Monique, thank you so much for being here today. I'm super excited to chat about all things branding. Well, thank you so much for having me, Ashley. I appreciate it. And I am excited to get into the conversation. Yeah. So how did you end up in fashion? Like we've got to start there, of course. Oh my gosh. I've been in love with like, I've been obsessed with being a fashion designer since I was nine years old and I could hold like a pencil crayon. Um, I was <laughs> obsessed with fashion television and I wanted to be on the runway doing the bow and hanging out with Jeannie Becker. Um, <laughs> that's all I ever wanted. So from then it was kind of like, I had, I'm like one of the rare kids who knew what she wanted to be when she grew up. So mm-hmm. I went and I did extra classes in high school. And then in university, I took fashion design. I got to go to do an exchange in London, England, and really learn what fashion was about because they do things differently over there. And Mm -hmm. then um, I got a job with a national retailer right out of university. And I worked there for seven years building product, building fashion-related products. And um, that's how that all began. Okay, so we got to back up a couple steps here because there's so much going on that (laughs) we just need to talk about in that snapshot there. We both established earlier when we were chatting before we started here that we're both Canadian. And yeah. so I need to know, where did you go to school? I went to Ryerson. Cool. Okay. Ryerson That's our wonderful fashion design. That's yes. amazing. And then when did you go to London? I went to London in 2003 during university. Okay. okay. What year? What year was this? That was 2003. 2000 years. 2003. So and what were you in? What year in university were you in? Was it 2003? I hope I got this right because I don't actually, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I was, I was a third year. I was in my third year. Okay. I, the I reason like, I asked you, like, I was like, I'm aging no, no, no. The, the reason that I'm asking you this is because I did uh, an exchange in my first year of university as well. And I was in England in my first year. So like, it's so no, weird. You're like, super, you're like way younger than I am right now. I already know this. So we're going to just pretend like this never happened. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what year I was there. I don't even know. I have a hard time even recalling when my anniversary is. Someone just told me it was today. And I was like, isn't oh it God, five hilarious. days? <laughs> my husband didn't know either. So, you know, oh, it, so but it is, 
Yeah. So, but I'm assuming around the same time we were in London. Now, actually, I was in um, more near East Sussex. I don't know that we would have ran into each other or anything. Probably but not. I was in Harrow. Not. Okay, it was in Harrow. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is like mm-hmm. North and Rady and all of the things. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was there for a good like six months. It was amazing. It was the best time of my life. So cool. Yeah. yeah. It was the fashion. It is so different. What I really loved about England and just the fashion scene is that everybody was very much like their own person gave zero mm-hmm. Fs about what people yeah. thought about what they wore, how they were like, I really felt like that helped me even just own who I was as a creative because mm-hmm. I was immersed in this. It's very much fostered, even the way they teach over there. Like you are the creative being. We don't need to worry about all the technical ways to put a jacket together. Like I were, mm-hmm. you were here for your mind. You know, we're going to mm-hmm. like nurture mm-hmm. that. And I'd never been in that type of environment. And I was like, whoa, this is the best thing that's ever happened to me. I'm in charge. I'm the best. Like, I love that. Now, where did you, you said you worked for a retailer. Which one did you, where did you start out? I started at Le Chateau. Cool. Everyone, if you're from Canada, you know Le Chateau. Yeah, you know what that is. You know, um, yeah. So I moved to Montreal and I was there for quite a while, probably five years. I lived in Montreal and mm-hmm. I started off as a designer there. Um, and then I quickly moved. The, the business was was shifting and global sourcing became uh, something new. They mm-hmm. were like, we need people to travel and go to the manufacturers and, and facilitate these relationships. And mm-hmm. at, in the beginning, I was like, no, I don't want to do that. I want to make things. And this is crap. Mm-hmm. And this is BS. Mm-hmm. And I hate you all. But it was the best move I could have made for my career because it taught me how to work with people from all over the world who Mm -hmm. culturally we are different, but how we do business is different, even though as human beings, we are very similar. So Mm -hmm. I learned how to have like real conversations with people in a way that built relationships. Like it was such an amazing training for me. And then I also got to travel the world, like to go to China, go to India. That was like, I don't know if I ever would have had that experience had I not been with this company. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah, it was really great. Super cool. I'm really interested to talk about personal branding. I think that it can make such a huge impact on your business. And as we were talking about a little bit before we started recording, you had mentioned that a lot of people miss out on this messaging and branding piece. And it sort of all kind of falls apart if that is not thought out and really well put together. So maybe let's start there. What is the definition of personal branding in your mind? What I like to say is like, we are all a brand, whether we like it or not. We all have a personal brand, whether we're cultivating it or not. I think it was like Jeff Bezos who said, you know, it's what people say about you when you are not in the room. That is what your personal brand is. So what do you want people saying about you? Right? And then cultivating that So you are in control of that message. Like you were saying around like as you were building, not even if whether you have a job or whether you are running a business, people want to know that the person that they are interacting with, putting their trust in, like we have aligned values. You are who you say you are. You do what you say you're going to do. And the things that you believe, we like to work with people who align with our belief systems right? We like to co-sign people who we feel like they're going to either make us look good in some sense, or they're going to add like to our credibility. Your brand, the who you are, 
are your values out here in the world. But also, I like to say it's like your promise. It's your promise that at every touch point, online, offline, interacting with your content, going to your social media, meeting you in person, they are going to have a similar experience each and every time. With that in mind, how do you feel that it impacts your business if you don't have your personal branding figured out and done the work? So there's a couple of things. It's like you could have been out here not doing anything with your brand, right? And, you know, the danger of that is people are talking about you in some shape or form. You'll just never know how they're talking about you. But you could be living, you know, going through blissfully, thinking no one no one knows who you are, nothing's happening, not a big deal. But if you are out here selling something, offering your expertise and trying to establish your thought leadership in certain spaces, like you are the go-to authority for fill in the blank, it can really harm your business if you are not out here cultivating the message that you want out here about you, right? Because everybody wants to, your goal is really to become top of mind for people in a certain lane. When they have a problem that needs solving, you want to be the one they think about. Because it's such a crowded space, especially when we saw, you know, in light of COVID that whether you are an online business or an offline business, you are now an online business, whether you like it or not, the space was already crowded. Now it's that much more crowded. Mm -hmm. So the people Mm -hmm. who are going to stand out and be top of mind are those Mm -hmm. who are going that extra step to make sure that they are owning a lane and being known in the lane. How do you decide what that lane is? First, you need to decide what problem you're trying to solve for people, right? Mm -hmm. So being out here to be out here is one thing. But if you're actually looking to build your business and make an impact, Mm -hmm. then you've got to decide that you are out here to solve a problem because we are all out here trying to find a solution to our Mm -hmm. problem. So you want Mm -hmm. to look at like, what are you really great at? combined with like, what are you gifted at? And some people Mm -hmm. are really gifted at things that comes to them easily. So they don't think it's like a big deal. But a lot of the times Mm -hmm. the what we're really great at, we're gifted at is where we should be that road we Mm -hmm. should be heading down and like running down it. Mm -hmm. And then you've got to like come out here and experiment. Like I'd love to say Mm -hmm. like, you know, you pick a lane, you decide this is who I'm going to be and you go out here and you declare it. Yes. And as you're out here doing it, experimenting with it's kind of like you put on like a new outfit, you go to the store, you're like, I'm going to try on these like paper bag waist pants. And you're like, you know, they look really good on TV. But when I put them on, they don't quite feel that right. I'm going to wear them for a little bit. But if it doesn't feel right, Mm -hmm. after a couple of tries, I'm like done. That's how you Mm -hmm. should see about choosing your lane. So Mm -hmm. I didn't start in personal branding. I started as a business coach. Because Mm -hmm. I knew a lot about, I had worked with a lot of different businesses. I had launched some few businesses on my own. Mm -hmm. I had come in contact with a lot of people who were struggling with the minutia of running a business. And like, I was like, there's so many steps they're missing here. I'm going to help you with those steps. Let's like, let's build this out properly so it doesn't have to be as stressful. And while I was doing that, a lot of the pieces that would come up for me was their brand, was their message, was their why. Mm -hmm. I'm like, why are we even, Mm -hmm. why are you even doing this? What does it matter? What is the story? Mm -hmm. Because people love story. People remember through story. People resonate with story. It it evokes emotion. And I was very much like, well, we've got to get to the emotional piece of what you do. Otherwise, you're going to be passed over. Nobody cares, right? Mm -hmm. Because we're so Mm -hmm. busy with our own lives. And while I was doing that, 
it was like brand became such a big piece of what I was helping them with in their business and their business development that that's how I eventually moved into personal branding. I think also because my background's in fashion and, you know, graphics and color and all of these things, the visual components to how you're coming out here with yourself, it was always at the forefront for me because you can be amazing at what you do. But one, if nobody knows about it, it doesn't matter. And if it's looking mm-hmm. a hot mess express, it doesn't matter, <laughs> right? So those became mm-hmm. so much part of my DNA that it was just inevitable that I would end up in this arena. Hey coach, if you're not getting engagement on your posts and you're not sure why, or you want to find challengers and coaches, but they're not coming to you, and you don't know what you're doing wrong, or you want the shortcut to growing your coaching business fast, but feel like there's something keeping you from gaining momentum. My ideal customer cheat sheet is designed specifically for you. I like to call it my secret weapon, and you will too. You can post pretty pictures with great captions, but if you're not talking directly to your ideal customer, you won't get what you're looking for. My ideal customer cheat sheet contains a process most coaches have never even heard of, and it will help you get crystal clear on exactly who your ideal customer is, and how to talk to them. That's what makes this your new secret weapon to slowing the scroll for immediate engagement. Go check it out at ashleyshaw.ca slash I-C-C-S. That's ashleyshaw.ca slash I-C-C-S. Interesting. I always teach, I have a, a course called Social Selling Secrets and One of the modules we touch upon is called finding your sweet spot. And so we talk about what you were born to do. So thinking about when you were a kid, you wanted to do something. What was it? Because it usually evokes some sort of feeling. I remember for myself, it was, I always wanted to write. And you had said you wanted to be a designer. Like you knew I did. But you know what's funny? My other job was journalist. That was the other one. I always said if I wasn't Mm going to be, because I used to write stories too. So I was like, if I don't make it in fashion, I'm going to be a writer. It's interesting because it's like, that is part of what you do still. Because you are like helping write. Yeah. Someone write their story. So there's the, what you were born to do. What do you love doing? Like, you know, when you get in that state of flow Mm -hmm. that you can like, it's super hard to break. For me, that's always been teaching, like taking something that's like complicated. If I could simplify that, because I'm a little bit like I'm all over the place, like when it comes to ideas and like, I'm not disciplined in like, oh, do this first, then that like, nope. I love to take things though and simplify them because when I, I feel like when I teach them, I learn them even more. Mm. Like we teach what we need to know sometimes. So that for me is a bit of my gift, being able to simplify things and make it really easy. Now, what would you say your gift is? Because I I really like taking these examples and making them contextual for people. Yeah, I love that. I My gift, I would say, is like really seeing the emotional component inside of the what you're saying. There's always a way Mm. to... I find like when people... Some people come to me and they're like, you know, my story's not that interesting or this happened... Mm. Or, you know, like trying to think of a really good like example. So I had a client who was like, you know, she was a psychotherapist and she was like, okay, well, I really want to help women who are dealing with depression. And I was like, why? And she was like, because they're not living their best life. And I was like, so what? You know, and I'm really poking (laughs) at her. And I told her that I was like, this is going to be uncomfortable. So we're going to just go here. And she was like, well, if you're not living your best life, then you're not like, you're not, you know, food doesn't taste the same and you're not with your family. You're not, 
you're not, you know, there's things that you can't build and you can't do. And I was like, so what? You get to lay around all day. Wonderful. What's, isn't that fantastic? She's like, no, that was me. That's who I was. Like, I didn't want to be here anymore. Like, I had totally disconnected from everyone who cared about me in my entire life. And she starts crying and she was like, she lost her friend, one of her close friends to depression. And this is something if we hadn't taken the time to really dig, I'd never know Mm -hmm. about her. But also because it was painful, it was hard for her to go back there. But Mm -hmm. I said to her, and everybody's story does not need to be this dramatic. So let's not like put out that you need people Mm -hmm. dying and depression to Mm -hmm. make a story. But she needs to be connected with why she is doing what she's doing to have Mm. her say what she needed to say in a way that was different Mm. from everyone else saying the same damn thing, right? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. when she got that, she started using words that were very personal to her when she's telling Mm -hmm. her story. Different verbiage, Mm -hmm. different taglines, how she shows up, how she even like coaches and helps her clients is very different than another psychotherapist who was doing the saying they do the exact same thing. Our story mm-hmm. is what makes us truly unique mm-hmm. out here. And that's why people want to know, what do you stand for? Who are you? What do you believe? How do you deliver what you deliver? Only you can do what you do because you're a unique human being. But you've got to be able to tap into why you do what you do in order for that to even be a thing. So mm-hmm. I like to say, like, one of my gifts is, like, I can find the emotional component or the story behind just about anything that you're doing and say it back to you in a way that really resonates and like hits you in your soul, like hit mm-hmm. you in there right hard and good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love it. And then if you were to think about the last component is your skills and education. So your skills and education was in design, being able to get to put words in your mouth for a second, then yeah. you can tell me if this is right or not, but like being <laughs> able to see like what things would I'm assuming like suit people, like colors, designs, like making all of what is inside show up on the outside. Yes. Now tell yeah. me what you re- like, I'm guessing. No, but that's, that's-, <laughs> that's actually a really good way of putting it because what we do in some of our, you know, when people have worked with me and we've got, we've gone through the brand identity, we've built that piece out and now we're like, okay, well now we want your outside image to match your inside, mm-hmm. you know, journey, like what you want out here in the world. And mm-hmm. I'll bring in one of my stylists, we'll present them with based on everything that you've said and you've the intake and all of this. These are the outfits we think will be really great for your shoot. Like mm-hmm. I can tell, you know, some people just say things to be nice. They're like, oh yeah, maybe. But it's like, what's great is I can tell whether or not you're going to like that based in the tone of your voice, based mm-hmm. in your demeanor, right? That is something that I've learned over time. But because I have that background in fashion, It makes it easier for me to do that because I know what looks good together. It makes it easier for me to do that. So even though I can bring in experts, there are things that I know and there are people who are even more skilled in their area. So I love bringing in an expert in their field. But because I already know some of what they do, I know some of those components. And that's something that I like to like tell people before you hire anybody for something, know the job that they're supposed to be doing. And that's often like with, I find with newer entrepreneurs, that's something we're like, no, 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 I don't know that. So I'm not going to learn anything. No, Mm -hmm. I know about websites. I know about styling. I know about photography, all of those pieces. I may not do it as well as they do it, but I know it. So when they come in and work with one of my clients, I can speak to it from the client's perspective because I Mm -hmm. represent them. 
and be able mm-hmm. to relay that type of um, have that creative language. So the person who's the creative doing the thing knows exactly what to deliver for them, because that is also a big disconnect when you're not you don't have the creative language to talk about what you need. It becomes mm-hmm. a oh, well, they don't really get me. Right. Mm-hmm. That's what people say. Mm-hmm. Oh, they just don't get me. No wonder mm-hmm. the website doesn't look oh, They're just never getting me. They don't get me. And a lot mm-hmm. of the times it comes from because you don't have a brand identity for them to get. Right. Okay. So then the sweet spot for you would be, so you have this like super unique combination that nobody else in the world has, where at the center of it, you have this love for design and have since you were a child, you have this knack for being able to, knack's not the right word, this like superpower for being able to listen to people's story and pull out the emotion, which is going to drive the story and actually help them sell. It's like this messaging component that brings out the like core that will help drive sales along with being able to understand someone's messaging and how they show up so that everything is in alignment with what they are putting out there. I love it. It's like when you, when you combine those three things, like you're unstoppable. You know, like oh, nobody has that, I, like, I, you know, DNA, so. right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, own, I love how you put it together. Like that was like, we're going to go back and listen to this episode. I was like, they'll be like, what do you do? And I was like, come to this exact episode. <laughs> this is Just perfect. This. I'm going to have it transcribed. Yeah. And that's my superpower. That's your superpower. To be able to understand a concept and then play it out for people so that they really get it. It's not just floating in space. It's like, no, like now let's take that and make it accessible so that you can apply those principles in your own life. And exactly. And and build that out for yourself. In terms of what do you think that, as we were chatting about earlier, all of the people that listen to this show are really like, they want to be known for something, you know, and I think a lot of them have that kind of nailed, but a lot of them are trying to figure that out. So if you were going to give them a couple of pieces of advice in terms of actually showing up and being consistent, mm-hmm. what would you tell them? How would you coach them and guide them? There's a couple of things. So I've got a free guide that I'm actually going to like send you a link to so everyone can be like, these are like some of like the five secrets all entrepreneurs should know about building their brand. First things first is you've got to own a lane and you've got mm-hmm. to stay in it. You've got to commit to being in that lane and talking about what you do for the foreseeable future. Until you're like, this is definitely not what I do anymore. Because people don't have the bandwidth to figure out what it is you do. We have to tell Mm -hmm. people. Tell people what you do. Tell people how you help, how you serve, and how they can connect with you. Then you want to clean up your digital house, right? So you want to Mm -hmm. look at all of the stuff you have online. Maybe it's old articles. Maybe it's an old job description, old bios. Take them down or fix them because we are whoever Google says we are. Mm -hmm. So People are going to be Googling you or they're going to go Google you through Instagram. They're like, what's your Instagram? So make sure when they find you, you're making a powerful first impression. Once you have all of these different pieces aligned, it's going to be a lot easier to show up because you're going to feel confident in that space. And inside the guide, I tell you exactly like how to do that, like updating your headshots and your bios and things like that. And that brings me to like, have a good headshot. Please have a good headshot so people know who they are speaking to. Like we are making decisions about people without ever speaking to them a lot of the times, Mm -hmm. right? And the first thing they're seeing is your headshot. So we want to clean that up and make sure it's friendly, approachable, and it's not like your dog or your baby or, you know, like a leaf that you just took a picture coffee cup. You know, people have the most interesting headshots. I find it super hilarious. 
If you're listening to this podcast, you're probably looking for ways to grow a successful online business. Did you know that every successful social seller you've heard of has a plan they follow for posting on social media? Most of us don't have time or mental energy to devote to coming up with valuable, engaging, and entertaining content for our social media every single day. You need a strategy, and that's where my team comes in. Professional copywriters spend hours putting together a whole month's worth of posting templates intended for you to tweak and customize. These posts are designed to allow you to attract your ideal customers by adding real value to their daily lives and letting them get to know you. Picture having your monthly social media plan all laid out for you. Here's the most exciting part. In the past, our done-for-you plans have been geared towards health and fitness coaches. For November, our posting plan called Double Your Downline is designed for any network marketer. Go check it out at ashleyshaw.ca slash double your downline. Having a roadmap to guide you through each day's post saves hours of effort and guesswork. Give it a shot at ashleyshaw.ca slash double your downline. Then I want you to show up on video. I didn't say just show up. I would love it if you show up on video because if using video is the f- one of the fastest. If you can't do it in person, video is the next best way for people to decide if they like you. It's a great way to showcase your personality. I like to tell all of my clients, like, pick a day of the week that you're going to show up every single week at the exact same time and you're going to give away your juice. You're going to talk about what it is that you stand for, what lessons you want your people to know, what is your messaging so you become known in that space. Then you want to like build a network of thought partners. So people who you would love to be either associated with or you guys can leverage off of each other's communities where you can go share your gifts with them. So you can start expanding your network. And the faster you expand your network, the more people will know about you. And be like, oh, hey, you do this. I saw you on so-and-so's thing. And start creating that, cultivating that community and getting to know who's actually coming on and watching you and following you and liking your stuff. Versus just showing up because we don't need 10,000 followers. We only need like 100 true fans, right? People who are really like, oh, I rock with you. I love your stuff. Mm -hmm. I'd buy whatever you have to put out there. And that becomes your goal of getting started with your your brand online. Mm, I love that. So if you are going to help somebody create that one-liner of what they do, I've heard a couple of different ways and templates and little formulas. Is there anything Mm -hmm. that you like go back to that is super helpful in getting clarity on that? On your one liner? Mm -hmm. Like what you do? Like, so I'll give you an example. I've heard before if you can figure out like I help or I like your verb in there and then who you serve, like you add that in so Mm -hmm. that they can blank without blank. So that's an example of something I've heard before to really get clarity. So is there anything that you work with when you help get really clear? Guess what I'm saying is thinking about that lane and and sticking in it and how you really get clear on that. Yeah, I like to start with like, the problem when you're when you're talking to someone like I don't like I do have a way of you know that I teach my clients how to come up with their one liner but it's always out of the place of we've got to build who you are first and who you want to serve then we can build that that piece Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. always starting with like the problem that you were trying to solve and kind of like creating that curiosity so Mm, if I was to talk about personal branding be like you know how it's so difficult to get speaking engagements or stand out here online it's like, well, I help you 
you know, or I help women-led businesses, you know, clean up their online presence so they become an unmissable, captivating brand, right? So I like to start with the question, which is Mm. the problem. So to get Mm -hmm. people interested, so it's less about me and more about the problem. So if they identify Mm. with the problem, they're listening, right? So creating Mm -hmm. that that curiosity piece first and Mm -hmm. then injecting the who you are afterwards. Mm, I love that. It's really in line too with there's, I don't know if you've heard of Brendan Lucaro before, but he focuses a lot on a certain type of messaging. One of the things that he teaches, it's something called a thought reversal. But Mm. what I love about it is anytime I've used one of his headlines, it's always the most engaged with content that I ever put out. And an example is very similar to what you're talking about. It would go something like, Most coaches believe they need more followers to grow their business, but Mm. that could be the biggest myth you're believing right now. You know, you're starting with this idea of you're looking at sort of a commonly held belief, but creating it into a problem, which gets attention. So I love it. Busting the myths. Those are, Mm -hmm. that's really good. Is it, you say Mm -hmm. Brendan Lucaro? Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. I'm going to look him up right away because I'm like, that's, yeah, I love yeah. that. That is a ju- such a juicy way to like start a conversation or like you said, start mm-hmm. like an email marketing campaign or any of that. Mm-hmm. He had some crazy cool training I did when I was part of uh, Rick Mulready's Accelerator Mastermind. He Brendan came and did a couple hours with us actually and had some great training on thought reversals. And mm, it, it was super like cool because it it's like you're fighting for everyone's attention. And like you said, I love how you explained it as really getting comfortable with what that lane is and what you're going to talk about so people aren't confused. Because there's this also this thing that people don't, your brain does not want to burn extra calories. So if they can't tell what you do in seven seconds, they're gone. Like your brain's just not not even seven anymore. It's like five. There's this great podcast, Marketing Made Simple, right? Mm -hmm. And it's like founded by um, Donald Miller, who does this building a story. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And this podcast Mm -hmm. that they have, which is so great, which takes you through exactly they take you through your one liner, they take you through website build, like very simple steps Mm -hmm. and do it. I have I have their book and everything. But he was Mm -hmm. saying like for your website, you know, you have to do a grunt test. Like if basically, you know, like if you were like talking to like a caveman or something, like, could you grunt out what you did in like three seconds? And they would be like, oh, yes, I understand it. That should be how you do all of your content, your website, your marketing. It's like, it's that easy to understand. Because like you Mm -hmm. said, we cannot build, burn any more unnecessary calories because we're so wrapped up in our whatever else we're doing with ourselves. I love that. I love that. It's just such a strong point to if you guys learn one thing, and I know there's going to be many things that everyone is writing down and, and re-listening to and learning, but that is so important to make it so simple and easy for people to understand what you do. And that takes, it just takes discipline and clarity for yourself, getting really, really clear, being committed and showing up consistently. How can people find you, follow you and get those freebies that you were talking about? We're definitely going to include those in the show notes. But where's the best place to connect with you? Uh, the best place is moniquebryan.com. That's where I put all of my juicy stuff. If you go to the blog, that's where we do a lot of the freebie giveaways, which uh, I also feature quite a bit on Instagram. So moniquebryan underscore co. I mean, that's where you can find all of my shenanigans 10, 24, 7. And 
if you join onto my email list, you'll always get to know what's going on. And I do like a weekly newsletter, like wrap up around like branding, what free stuff we've got coming out, what events we have coming out. That's amazing. Well, I so appreciate your time sharing all about branding and messaging. It's going to be super impactful for everyone listening. Thanks so much for having me. This is great. Thanks for taking the time to level up today. If you're ready to commit to personal and professional growth, move forward, make money and grow your health and fitness business, head to my free community on Facebook, Business Bootcamp for Fitness Coaches, so I can support you every step along the way. Thank you so much for tuning in today and we'll see you right back here next week on Social Selling Simplified.